Well, hello, this is Bishop Harry Wood with Foundational Faith, and we're so glad to be with you today. And uh, today we're going to start a new series of teaching, and we're going to be teaching on the book of John, the Gospel of John. And we want to start this in a way that we're going to be giving some main points of emphasis about the book in general, not that there won't be some scriptural um, significant uh, references at times, and there may be the time when we'll come back and we will explore and expound on particular scriptures as we go and then further down the road. We are not putting any time frame on these episodes as far as how many there will be because we want it to be over a period of time a study that will be beneficial to all of our listeners. And while I'm thinking of that, we want to thank you for being a listener to the Foundational Faith. And I want to encourage you to uh, invite others to be a listener to Foundational Faith. We pray that the teachings and the studies and the things that we have already done and that we will continue to do have been and will continue to be (laughs) a blessing to you. With that said, if you have not subscribed to Foundational Faith Ministry, we would encourage you to do so. Also, I want to remind you that we can be reached at pastorharry8700 at yahoo.com. I would like to suggest that if you have any uh, request of something of a passage of scripture that you'd like us to look at maybe and expound on, if you would shoot us an email and just be sure to let us know that this is in reference to foundational faith. Let's look at the book of John for a few moments as we are starting this new study, the Gospel of John. We understand that there's 21 chapters to the book of John. And with that being said, as we look at the book of John, we're going to give some details. And first of all, understanding the purpose of this book, we would need to understand or be reminded that the first 18 verses in chapter 1 gives us uh, some main purpose of this writing. But with that also, it needs to be emphasized that there's another thought of the importance of this writing that I believe that the scriptures itself, even John, the writer of this book, expounds on, and that would be in John chapter 20 and verse 31. So even in the last part of the book of John, in the next to the last chapter, we're going to look at that verse for just a moment. We hope you have your Bible with you. If you've got the opportunity to do that, you may be driving, you may be working, you may be doing something else and cannot actually take and, and pick up your Bible or your your uh, uh, your tablet or your telephone or your uh, however you uh, can have the word. But maybe you'll be able to go back to this passage of Scripture at another time. In John chapter 20 in verse 31, it says, But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that ye believing you might have life through his name. So that is definitely a purpose for this writing of this. The first 18 verses of John 1, chapter 1, gives us a prelude. It gives us some idea of what's to come. So without going verse by verse, 
there is some things that we will begin to establish with some thought today, even out of the first chapter. But as we go back and we will expound on some things, it will bring us back to the first chapter because there's some very, very important things that need to be acknowledged in chapter one. Now, I want to bring out some themes of the Gospel of John. Let's talk about some themes. And I believe one of the most important themes of the Gospel of John is that of none other than the deity of Jesus Christ. Another way that we could say that is that that uh, is is who is Jesus Christ? Who is he? And of course, we're talking about his deity. We're talking about whom he is. Let's look for the thought for just a few moments, and this will be the bulk of what we will bring out today. As I said, there's 21 chapters, 21 chapters. So if you get the opportunity to note some of this or be able to go back and listen to this uh, study again, you'll be able to take each one of these thoughts. So there's at least 21 thoughts that we want to give you, and we're going to attempt to do that today. So this is a study within itself, these things that we're going to mention. And what I'm saying is in every chapter of the Gospel of John, it reveals the deity of Jesus Christ. And as I said, this is an ultimate theme of the Gospel of John, that Jesus Christ is uh, the Son of God or his deity. Now, first of all, let's look at verse number 49 of the first chapter of the book of John. In doing so, we find one of his uh, followers or one that becomes one of his followers, one of his disciples uh, being mentioned here. And of course, it would be Nathaniel. It would be Nathaniel. But in verse 49, it says, Nathaniel answered and said unto him, Rabbi, thou art the son of God. Thou art the king of Israel. So first of all, we see that Nathaniel acknowledges him as uh, a rabbi, which is a teacher. But the main point that I want to bring out in this passage of scripture, that Nathaniel, when Jesus meets Nathaniel after Jesus' baptism, we see that actually Nathaniel recognizes him as the son of God. So we're establishing what the gospel of John does is establishes witnesses. It's a book of witnesses. And we see that Nathanael is giving a witness of Jesus Christ being the Son of God. Another thing that I want to uh, see uh, and mention here is another theme of the Gospel of John is the miracle of Cana. The miracle of Cana. And we can say that he manifested forth his glory. Who? Jesus. In chapter 2, in verse number 11, it says, This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee, and manifested forth his glory, and his disciples believed on him. Now, what's remarkable here is that this is the recording of the first miracle that Jesus ever performed. And doing so, we see that it not only was his first miracle, and we will another time elaborate more on this, but we do know that it was the time that he turned the water into wine. And in this time uh, of this marriage that was going on, the celebration, 
we've got to understand these disciples had began to follow him, but this was a climatic moment for them because the scripture says, and his disciples believed on him. So many of them had already heard in the first chapter, come and follow me. And they had accepted to the point of coming and following him. Now faith is being established in them that they are believing on him. Faith is operating in these disciples, even in this early stage of Jesus' ministry and their relationship. Another theme that we need to see is that of John 3.16, and we all know John 3.16 more than likely, and I believe that it's one of the key verses of the Bible that's very important, and it is a it is a scripture that gives us an understanding of, of, of God's love toward us and his care for us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, this is telling us something that I, I, I want to emphasize, that Jesus is the only begotten Son. This is a main theme of the Gospel of John, that Jesus is the only begotten Son. Now, we become sons of God, uh, and there's other references in Scripture that we won't take the time of how that even Adam was the Son of God, and then we know the fall of man. But that's the whole purpose of Jesus coming because the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Jesus came to be that gift <clears throat> that the Father that loves us, God the Father loves us so much, <clears throat> but Jesus was his only begotten Son. Now, what does that mean? And I'm, I'm a very advocate of, of, of Scripture in the Bible, in, in the written scriptures of that word begotten. I know some of our translations and versions have went to the only and unique, uh, uh, things of that nature. But that word begotten gives us an understanding that he's the first in rank. Uh, and, and so that's important. It places him in the right place, Jesus Christ, in that of the deity of who he is with his father God. And the importance of this particular passage of Scripture in that of the redemption of man. All right, <clears throat> let's move on. I know we're just <clears throat> we're just briefly touching on some things because there's so much we could share, but but we want to get you to thinking about the themes of the Gospel of John as you go back and even listen to this maybe again. Uh, conversing with the woman of Samaria. This is another. This is another great theme of the Gospel of John. When Jesus was conversing with this woman at the well in, in John chapter 4 and verse number 26, it says these words, Jesus saith unto her, now Jesus is speaking, it says, I that speak unto thee am he. Now what we need to remember is what takes place in verse number, uh, verse number, uh, the verse before that in verse number uh, 25 because the woman is speaking to Jesus and she's talking about the Messiah coming. But Jesus here reveals to her that I am, the one that speaks to you is he. So we see that one of the themes of the Gospel of John establishes that Jesus is the Messiah. Now, another thing that I want us to move on to is chapter 5 in verse number 25 verse number 25 of the fifth chapter of the book of John. 
It says there, Jesus speaking, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. They shall live. So that is telling us today that Jesus is the resurrection. Jesus is life. The, the impotent man uh, that was there uh, by the water, and we won't go into all the details. Uh, we realize that this man needed a healing, but we also see how that this disclosed that the voice of the Son of God would give life. Jesus came to give life and give it more abundantly. So let's keep that in mind that Jesus is also the, the life. Now we'll be talking about the seven sayings of Christ somewhere later, but I do want to mention a few things that's going to overlay in our study as we are doing these themes. We want to also look at John chapter number six and verse number 33. It says, for the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Now, previously it was talking about how that in the fifth chapter, how that Jesus is the life. We know that we sustain our nutrition by what we eat in the natural. And the Bible even says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So the word of God is the bread of God. And so we can see that this is being referenced as a theme that Jesus is the bread. That that we're nurtured by in John 6 and verse 33. Let's move to John chapter number 7 and verse number 37. John 7 and verse number 37. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Now, we see here in chapter 7 that Jesus is being referred to and referenced to as the living water, the water of life, the water of life. And let me just go back for just a moment to the fourth chapter because there is an emphasis there of how that Jesus met this Samaritan woman that realizes or gets the recognition that he's the Messiah. And we see that Jesus in the natural it relates to her how that she can have the living water because she's come to get the, the, the natural water that day at the well. But Jesus tells her that there's a water that, and that water is the water of life, which he is himself. Now, in chapter 8 and verse number 58 of John, chapter 8 and verse number 58, it says, Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, uh, say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. Wow, this is a very powerful statement. And we see that Jesus is talking to unbelieving Jews at this moment in the eighth chapter. To unbelieving Jews, he discloses, he says, before Abraham was, I was. Now we're talking about that Jesus is saying uh, over 2,000 years uh, before I came, Abraham was 2,000 years before I ever came on the face of this earth. I existed before Abraham. Wow. I, I wish that I could take the time to go back to John 1.1, and we will go back to John 1.1 at a time, and we will expound on something of great importance there. And I just say that because maybe it'll keep you interested. We got to move along here. In John chapter number nine, in verse number 37, it says these words, And Jesus said unto him, Thou hast 
Those seen him, and it is he that talketh with thee. And uh, that is John 9 and verse number 37. We how uh, that Jesus uh, is talking to the blind man. The blind man was told, he that talketh with thee is the son of God. Jesus say, states here, actually, I and my father are one. That's what he's saying. That Jesus himself here is making a proclamation. And he says, thou hast both seen him and is he that talketh with thee. Talking about God, his father. In chapter number 10 of John, in chapter number 10, uh, it tells us uh, that they are one. It tells us that they are one. So this elaborates over as we look at the theme here going on to John chapter number 10 and verse number 30. It tells us there, I and my father are one. So we see that even with the discourse, with the conversation with the blind man, that Jesus is revealing that him and his father are one. And then Jesus himself in the 10th chapter, verse number 30, he says, me and my father are one. All right. In, in John chapter 11, verse number 27, as we move on, we, we come to the point of Lazarus' death and, and the tomb situation and, and Martha. But let's look what's being said here that's important. It says in verse number 27, She saith unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. Now, there's several things that's been expounded here. We could even elaborate on, on uh, uh, several things uh, uh, here. But let, let's elaborate on this. It says here, actually, we have Martha's confession. This is a confession of faith here. Thou art the Christ, the Son of God. She actually makes a dual statement here of great importance. And she is giving a reason why at the latter part of this scripture should come into the world. Jesus is the Christ. He is the Messiah. He is the anointed one. But yet he even in the fact that he came into this world, he is still the Son of God, the Son of God. Look with me to verse number 32 of the 12th chapter, if you can. Verse number 32. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. This is powerful, folks. Jesus is beginning to speak about his purpose of coming to this world. And we see in this verse, he's talking to the Greeks. The Greeks, he's telling the Greeks, he's telling us that we're not Jews. So we see where Jesus has spoke to the Jew, but also he's speaking to the Gentile. He says, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. What is he talking about here? Jesus is not exalting himself in some way to lift himself up that he's of some uh, great importance, which he is. But Jesus is talking about the reason that he came and that he was going to be lifted up on the cross and go there to suffer and die for me and you and for our sins to be taken away. All right, let's move to chapter 13 and verse number 13. So this is 13, 13, John 13, 13. It says, ye call me master and Lord, and ye say, well, for so I am. So I am. 
Now, this would have been at the supper time that Jesus was having with the disciples. And we see here at supper, he said, ye call me master and Lord, so I am. Now, we see that the disciples now are coming at a time that Jesus is sitting there at the table with them before he goes to the cross. And Jesus is acknowledging that you have called me master and you have called me Lord. And Jesus is fixing to do a profound thing. He's fixing to wash their feet. He's fixing to, or has washed their feet. And we see that Jesus here is also making a statement, so I am. Jesus was the great I am. Amen. Jehovah, the great I am. Let's look at chapter 14 in verse number one. Jesus makes a statement, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. Here he makes the statement, believe in God. If you believe in God, believe also in me. So Jesus here is asking us to have faith, to have reliance upon who he is in this passage of scripture. Because we understand in John 10 and verse 30, he said that me and the Father are one. All right, then let's look at chapter 15 and verse number five. We're moving right along. We're taking a little longer maybe than we want with this actual podcast, but I believe you're going to get something out of this as we go into the gospel of John by setting these theme thoughts in each chapter of the book of John. In chapter 15, let's look at verse number five. It says, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me ye can do nothing. Wow, liking us unto a branch or on a vine, he says, without me you can do nothing. You know, I love this. I love this passage of scripture because actually it's speaking of relationship. If God and Jesus are one and they are, Now, Jesus is here, or Jesus came, and he likens us into a branch. He is saying that we, excuse me, we are a part of him. And we won't take the time to go into all that, but this is a theme. (coughs) How that we are a branch of the vine, and how we can do nothing of ourselves. Let's look at chapter 16 and verse number 7. I know we're moving right on along with these things, but I hope you're getting something out of this that will help you to understand later why we are dealing with these like this, and you'll have the opportunity to come back and look at these again. We see in verse number 7 of the 16th chapter, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away, for if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you, but if I depart, I will send him unto you. Wow. I mean, Jesus is talking about things that are going to happen and now are happening. Amen. He is actually giving the promise of the Holy Spirit. He says, I will send him unto you. And Jesus is saying, I'm going away. I will send the Spirit. The Spirit of God, which is the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, is here today. Amen. Thank God for that. And the parkly, that that is as uh, Christ is. Uh, And so let's move on to chapter 17. And verse number one, thank God for the comfort that's here, the Holy Ghost. There's so much more we'd like to talk about right there, even in that passage of Scripture. In chapter 17 and verse number one, these words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy Son, that thy Son also may glorify thee. Wow, Jesus is 
fixing to go to the cross. He's in the garden. He's praying. And and we see that he's had the time with his disciples that night at the supper. And now he's praying and he's telling his father. He says, uh, the hour has come that I will be glorified and that the son also may glorify thee. I mean, there's so much here that's so rich and important. Jesus, actually, we may not see it, but Jesus being lifted up was glorifying him because that was the why he came. That's the hour. And he was going to glorify his father because he was fulfilling the will of his father to redeem mankind back to him. Glory to God. Let's look at chapter 18. And we want to look at verse number 37 of the 18th chapter. Pilate saith unto him, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out, he went out again unto the Jews, and saith unto them, I find in him no fault at all. Thank God we have a testimony of even a ruler of that day at the trial that says uh, that Jesus, that Jesus is also a king, but also that there's truth. There's truth in him, in Jesus. There's uh, truth there. Amen. I, I want to uh, apologize. I looked down at the wrong verse. Let's go back and look at verse 37, but thank God that there's no fault in Jesus. There's no fault. But look at verse 37 is what I meant to read. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I unto the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. So it's established that Jesus is the king. He was born to that purpose. Remember back in the gospel of Matthew and Luke, especially in Matthew, when the wise men came, the Magi came, what were they looking for? They were looking for a king that was born. Hallelujah. All right. In chapter number 19 and verse number 30, chapter 19 and verse number 30, we find these words. And it says, when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished and bowed his head and gave up the ghost. What do we find in here? His atonement, he had the right to say, it is finished. Jesus went to the cross. Jesus has now cried aloud. It is finished. It was a cry of victory. We'll talk more about that cry of victory. It's finished in another time. We see that his atonement has been accomplished upon the cross with verse number 30 when Jesus cries out and he bowed his head and he gave up the ghost. He died. Look at verse number look at verse number 28 of the 20th chapter. Boy, we're about to wrap this up. We're a little bit longer than what we meant to be, but I think this is going to be beneficial as we go into the Gospel of John in these next episodes. Amen. In John chapter number 20 and verse number 28, we find these words that are said. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Oh my, what a what a uh, confession here. I mean, this is a theme. And it's the confession of Thomas, the doubter. And Thomas begins to make this proclamation. Think about the fact that Nathaniel, in the first chapter of John, says that thou art 
the Son of God. In the last part of John, in the 20th chapter, Thomas, and we know we relate Thomas is giving that of doubt, but it says, my Lord and my God, when he saw his risen Lord, he acknowledged that he was his Lord, but not only his Lord, which tells us he's his master, but that he was God. Look at that confession. Look at that explanation that that, 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 that he exclaims, amen. And then as we finish up our law, our last thought of the Gospel of John in the thought of this introduction of this podcast, we see in chapter 21 and verse number 22, it says there, it says, Jesus saith unto him, if I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. Now, I want you to just think about this gospel of John as it begins to close. Jesus is telling these disciples at the Sea of Galilee or the Sea of Tiberias where he had come to them in the morning hour and they had fished. And Jesus is here telling them what he told them from the very beginning. He's telling them, he says, follow me, follow me. He says, if I tarry, he says, Jesus saith unto him, if I will, if I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Jesus is talking about John the apostle. If he lived till Jesus come, and that's another thought within itself that we could expound on today. But Jesus is saying, fellas, I want you to focus on what is needed right now that you actually follow me. Continue to follow me. Wow, I mean, we have took 30 minutes here, uh, almost 30 minutes expounding on some great things of the Gospel of John. I hope this has just kind of uh, gave your taste buds a want to, to follow us as we continue with this great, wonderful book, the Gospel of John. We uh, will be coming back to you soon, I promise. I know we've had some times that we have had between our podcasts, but we're going to get into this. I believe that you're going to receive something from the Gospel of John. And we're also going to be talking about a book that we have wrote, and we'll be talking more about that on our next podcast, a book that we have wrote about the Gospel of John, a 176-page book, and we would love to put that in your hands. We'll give you more details about that at another time. God bless you until the next time. Remember, if you have not subscribed to Foundational Faith, do that today. I want to encourage you to send this podcast out to friends by Messenger, by Facebook. I believe it'll be blessing to others. And there may be some pastor out there that your church, you would love to have us come. We'd love to come and share even the Gospel of John to your people, uh, maybe in a, in, a, in, a, in a type of series or uh we would love to come and do a revival. We'd love to come and preach. We'd love to come and share our, our miracle testimony of God's healing. God healed our body over five years ago from the time of this podcast. And another time we'll deal with that more. And if you've heard some of our earlier podcasts, we've made some reference to that. God bless you. Remember the, the last thought that we gave today. If you are a follower of Jesus, continue to follow him. If you've never followed him in salvation, today is the day of salvation. Call upon Jesus. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is your day, my friend. God bless you. This is Bishop Harry saying goodbye till the next time.